San Francisco. Ah, you beautiful, sweet, not too smoky quite yet city by the bay. Hello. And good morning. And good morning. Pull those blankets up tight. It is 7.35 a.m. on your Thursday morning, and we are broadcasting live on the radio. Live from the Mission District. Yeah, stop stop us if you have heard this before, but we're at Manny's today. Yeah, it's a hard spot to be. It really is, as we're watching people start their Thursdays, just as we're starting ours. We hope you're starting yours as well. Yes, we've got a great program lined up for you today. We really do. we got a, uh, a powerhouse uh, guest list coming in. Yeah, we do. Who we got coming on? Uh, well, first we'll have local legend Andrew St. James. Local legend is a great way to describe Andrew St. James. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> I went to a party with Andrew St. James once, and afterwards I told my wife, I was like, that was Andrew St. James. She was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew's going to come by and tell us about a, a, a show that he's throwing, all the new music, all that good stuff. Um, and then we have the proprietor. Mm-hmm. Of this lovely establishment. Manny's, and we're talking to Manny. Yeah, about the Civic Joy Fund. This uh, is so cool. Yeah, I'm excited about this. They're like doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Him and Daniel Lurie. Daniel, hope you're going to make it this morning. Yeah, we might have Daniel Lurie as well. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, if you're tuning in for the first time, this is Rollover Easy, and you are on BFF.FM. That's Best Frequencies Forever, broadcasting 10 plus years out of the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco. It's community radio at its finest. Love it for sound. It really is. My name is Sequoia. And I'm the early bird. And we're hanging out with you from now until 9.30 a.m. We're taking you from under the covers until after coffee. The only way we know how to on this program, which is positively. With optimism. With hope. Oh, all the edges. You know, there's like lots of places you can go to get real news about all the things that are going wrong. It's true. It's true. Not here. No. No real news here. No real news here. <laughs> Just good news. Hey, good morning. Oh, the radio. Beautiful. Hey, all right. That's what I like to start <laughs> off my Thursday was. with. Yeah, that sounds great. He was into it. <laughs> Cool. So uh, we got a great show lined up for you. Again, we're down to the corner of 16th and Valencia here at Manny's, and we're here to with you until 9.30 a.m. Our socials are at RollOverEasy on Twitter and Mastodon. We are sfba.social is our server of choice. So you can find us on the Internet. We're also RollOverEasy on Instagram. If you'd like to tag us in a picture, if you see sure. us, ride your bike, take a quick snap. Or if you got a cup of coffee, send in your mugshot. We'd love to see what you're drinking this morning. Yeah. Send, let us know how your uh, Thursday morning is starting off. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, what's the weather going to be like today? Can I give the folks the weather? Yeah. So right now it is currently 56 degrees, but it's a nice 56. It's like a it's a pleasant 56. We no real cloud cover, a little bit of that sort of haze, but not not too bad out there from a weather perspective. You could be wearing a t-shirt today, but mm-hmm. you'd be more comfortable with a light jacket. Yeah, but like just barely it feels like. Yeah. Well, by midday when the high reaches 69 degrees, mm-hmm. very nice, uh, you can take off that jacket then and just enjoy um, one of my favorite days of the year. Do you want to know why September 21st is one of my favorite days? <laughs> I think I know why. Uh, why do you think? I think because in the Golden Gate Gardening <laughs> book, there is a map of the warmest day of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, per region, and in San Francisco, it's today. Is that yeah. correct? 
The chart is called Delay of the Maximum, and San Francisco has the longest delay of the maximum of, I don't know, anywhere ever. Uh, uh, the maximum being the maximum number of days past the summer solstice that the warmest day of the year occurs. Mm-hmm. And today is that for us. So theoretically, maybe not today specifically, but September 21st on average is the warmest day of the year in San Francisco. I was reading in the New York Times this morning that California has experienced its coolest summer in more than a decade. Really? Yeah. Wow. It has been uh, pretty chilly around. Here. Pretty chilly, uh, just under the average by a good amount. Uh, while the rest of the country is seeing hot, 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 we are fog, cool, and ocean <laughs> here in San Francisco. Beautiful Sandy Franny, the city by the bay. Yeah. Well, if you're wondering when, okay, motorcycle, cool it. If you're wondering when the temperature is going to get nice and warm, it's going to be 69 again tomorrow, 66 on Saturday, 69 again on Sunday. And then the weather gets interesting next week. We have a slight chance of rain. I guess slight is um, maybe an undersell of it. Really? 56% chance of rain on, on Monday. A 56% chance of... We might get rain on Monday? And I think it has to be a thunderstorm because it's also going to be hot. It's going to be 72 as the high and 60 as the low. Warren Hellman just making his presence known before Hardly Strictly next weekend. (laughs) Good morning. Uh, Next Tuesday, 71 degrees. Next Wednesday, 73. Next Thursday, 70. Oh, wow. You love to see it. We do not leave the 70s through next Saturday. That's incredible. Yeah. Go find those shorts. Delay the maximum, y'all. This is this is it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the sunrise today was at six fifty-seven a.m. and the mm. sunset, the magic hour. You want to take a guess? I'm going to guess the magic hour today. So it's creeping closer to the seven o'clock hour. Yeah, I think it's probably at seven seventeen today. Oof, man, Earth is is going faster than you. Seven ten. Seven ten. Seven ten. That's sunset. That's sunset. So you got last light probably around seven forty-five. Yeah. Yeah. All right, San Francisco, get on out there and enjoy. (sighs) Truly, truly. Go find an inspiration. Ah. Go to Inspiration Point. Go look at the ocean as the sunset behind it. Go look at the bridge. Mm -hmm. Go for a walk in the park. Yeah. Uh, And one more timely bit of weather-related news, the AQI. It's been a little bit smoky, so it's fitting today. Uh, The good news is that the AQI is down from what it's been the last couple of days. It's been up over 100. It was like 120 yesterday. And we're down to 85 right now, is that correct? Uh, 78 is what I'm seeing all Mm -hmm. around. The lowest in the city is in the Richmond at 73, and the highest is in the Haight at 80. It feels pretty okay out here as we got the window open here, locking, looking over Valencia Street. It doesn't feel... I don't smell smoke. I don't either. I smell coffee in the distance, so oh, we should jump into a let's, jam. Let's jump into a jam. Do you have a jam for the people? Do I have a jam for the people? Oh. San Francisco, we play a little bit of September 40. We'll be back in a flash. Tweet, toot, or holler while you're riding your bike in at us. We are at Rollover Easy.
September in San Francisco is a special time of year as it is the gateway to hardly strictly bluegrass. It is the gateway to a typically just a beautiful fall, which mm-hmm. is the goal here. And it's the gateway to Rollover Easy celebrating its anniversary. Oh my gosh, it's coming up. <laughs> um, September is when I feel like all of my favorite events happen. Yeah. Um, you've got the guac off, obviously. Naturally. Um, but you know what else is coming up soon? Is the garden tour in the Portola. Portola garden tour? Not this Saturday, but the next Saturday. Can't wait. Yeah. Portola garden tour is a, just a classic event that I wish was, I wish it was bigger, but I also like it the size that it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's some events that like, they're nicer being scrappy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Um, there's actually something else going on in the portal uh, uh, this week. If you wanna, if you wanna hang out in San Francisco's Garden District with me, um, the Autumn Moon Festival is happening. Ooh, what's Did that you hear all about? about? This? Uh, it's kind of, um, it's just a celebration of the the Asian cultures that are out in the neighborhood. So nice. Um, our friend Valerie Liu is putting it on the Portola Autumn Moon Festival Sunday, September twenty fourth at eleven a.m. Uh, an organization that I love is going to be present there, and that's Family Connection <gasps> Centers. Do you want to go together? I think we should. Let's do it. You know I'm going to be repping that FCC. Oh, I know it. I know it. Um, before repping that FCC, though, do you want to rep that C-O-F-F-E-E? <laughs> uh, pour me some coffee while I take a look at the sea lines down at Pier 39. That's right. It's the return of <laughs> webcam chat as of just a few minutes ago. Let's go live on that view here. We got some sea lions down there. These puppers are looking good. We've got some good movement. We've got some good activity. They're moving around. They're floating. They're hanging. We've already got tourists down there taking photos this morning down to Pier 39. As the sea lions are laying around, just hanging, just cooling, chilling, as it were, in a beautiful San Francisco Thursday morning with the sun gently kissing the waves as they lap up against the shores of the northern side of San Francisco while the birds look for snacks, the seals look for naps, and I look for some coffee. That was nice. Take a sip on the count of three. Let's do it. Let's do it. Wait, is San Francisco ready? Hmm, those those look like people who are ready to sip some coffee. I agree with you. All right, San Francisco, let's do this. The count of three in community and communion with your neighbors, us, and the rest of the city, and Maryland and Breed. <laughs> ready? One, two, and... Ooh. Ooh. That is crazy hot. It's so hot. Dang. Oof. Where'd this coffee... Wait, wait, wait. Can I guess where this coffee came yeah. from? A volcano. <laughs> <laughs> where did this coffee... Okay, wait, wait, I can't even... I don't even get it. Let me try to see can't if I can... can't even taste Let me smell and see if I get it. Okay, this is a darker roast. Okay, I took a smaller sip that time. It was better. That's actually good coffee once it's, you get past the scalding. It's pretty good. It's, it's a much darker roast than we normally drink here. Mm. I'm going to guess... Doesn't taste like ritual to me, but I, that's my that's my usual guess is ritual. It's, it's true. I'm like a broken record there sometimes. Is it ritual? It's not. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Okay. Um, darker coffee. This isn't four B, is it? No, no, no. it's tied, isn't it? No. no. Um, is this morning? Is this Lanya? Uh, not Lanya. Although I do miss Lanya. I was thinking about it. The same, other day. same. Morning. Want me to tell you? Tell me. Uh, Reverie. Cafe Reverie. Yeah. This is Reverie Coffee? Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is dark, this is dark and extremely hot today. It, it must have been fresh off of the pot. Uh, yeah, it's very hot. But Ritual is, is seemingly opening at 8 now. 
So oh, okay. that means that um, Reverie's kind of been the spot the last couple of weeks. That's fair. That's also, fair. Reverie's popping at 7 a.m. Like, there there are people sitting inside. There are people sitting outside. Not a lot, but, like, yeah. there are people there. People there, and everyone is still working on Chris Arvin's Every Street in San Francisco. <laughs> All right. Who do you think the first person was to uh, say hello to us this morning? Hello. Uh, great question. Um, I'm going to go with the classic answer, Soldier. The first person to say good morning to us. Hello goes out to professional theremin player KT on violin. Oh. Good morning, KT, as we yeah. wave the cyclist going by. Look at that. Good morning. Nice setups. Uh, KT says, good morning, San Francisco. Who's going to be at Muni Heritage Weekend Saturday and Sunday? Come on down to the Ferry Plaza and Market Street Railway Museum. The goat of cats is on the boat of trams for you this Thursday. And sends in a wonderful shot of LeBron James, the goat of cats, hanging out on a Thursday on the train on Boat Boy. Uh, what do I need to do to get on the same train as Boat Boy? As this the same train as, uh, as LeBron James, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> more coffee, more coffee. What more do coffee. I need it's to okay. do to be on the same train as LeBron James? I think just start hanging out with LeBron James. Follow the Instagram. Follow mm-hmm. LeBron James on any other social media network that you may find. Yeah. Um, we were talking about good events that happen in September, and uh, we'd be remiss not to mention Muni Heritage Weekend. Yeah. You going to try to ride a cool streetcar? Oh, I'm going to try to take a photo of a cool streetcar and then set it as my background desktop on my laptop, and then try to set it as the background desktop at one of the work laptops or one of the work screens. <laughs> I'm going full chaotic good during Muni Heritage Month. I'll let you know that right now. <laughs> Look at all these commuters. Hey, good morning. Oh uh, yeah, we got a bunch of people out there on bikes this morning on Valencia. It's looking looking good and healthy out there with all the cyclists. Yeah, some scooters too. Yeah, so I think you know, take a photo of a streetcar and then upload it to whatever the largest screen is in your office and say, "This is our new desktop this is, background." This is our background. Look, I know that we had our mission, values, and vision on here, but this is a picture of a cat on a streetcar. And when you think about it, a picture of a cat on Boat Boy is, is going to go over well at the office no matter what. Yeah, no one looks at that and goes, I don't know about this. Talk about ways to raise office morale. <laughs> what about setting the picture as the uh, desktop background so it kind of bounces around the screen? Ooh, I like it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good ideas. I feel like for Muni Heritage Weekend, a thing you should be doing too is running after a bus or a tram that looks beautiful. I love that idea. You got you to gotta do some light jogging after a train or after a bus. Good, Good morning. morning. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? We're doing well. Can't complain. That's good. Enjoy your radio show. We Thank will. You. See you later. Such nice people out here. I just love the community here on the corner of 16th and Valencia. You think we'll see the pull-up guy again this uh, uh, this morning? I think he might make an appearance. We got uh, Rich, We got the, the coffee guy heading on into Manny's. You want to come to the windows, this area? <laughs> you good I got to open these, but I thank you. Oh, okay. gotcha. <laughs> we offered him the window entrance. He's already got things to do, though. He's, He's busy. busy. Good morning. Uh, Yeah, you know, we were chatting about this before, but there are several people that we recognize on a week-over-week basis here that have said hello to us. And every Thursday, we get a very kind greeting from a gentleman that we don't know who, like, asks about your kids. He asks about how we're doing, what we got going. He told me about his vacation today. And I love it. Like, I love the community that exists out here. And guess what? This community exists in all the neighborhoods in San Francisco, everywhere you look. 
And I feel like what we're experiencing is just a testament of like, if you plop yourself down somewhere for long enough <laughs> and you just start looking up and saying hello, like you will become part of the fabric of community. And it is so simple. We're not out here doing anything wild. I mean, I guess we have a bunch <laughs> of microphones and we've got headphones on and we do have a sign now that says on air that lights up. <laughs> But besides that, as I toss dog treats out, we do have dog treats, and we finally need to bring stickers. <laughs> you know, but besides that, we're just out here. We're just saying hello to everyone. We're just saying good morning. We're just a couple of guys wishing people well on their Thursday mornings. That that's it. We are. <laughs> uh, Jeff Potzinger chimes in with hello. the uh, Frank Chu. 21st of remember sign yeah 21st night of september love was changing minds the pretenders will chasten the clouds away uh jeff has a you know jeff i don't know if you know this jeff gets more spam than anyone else on planet earth spam email that is and on his website titled acne.com i believe there's a frank chu sign generator that he made amazing so you can type in your own sign creations and they will be put onto a frank chu sign and I think you can actually get a real Frank Chu sign from Frank Chu if you buy him a new sign, right? I think that's correct. Morning. Uh, you know, one of my neighbors had a Frank Chu sign. Yeah. Uh, and that's what he said. And I've heard this from other people, though, like, unverified. I, I couldn't tell you who I heard it from or when I heard it. But I think Frank would sell it to you for, like, 25 bucks. Yeah. That was, like, the 2012 price, maybe. And you know that a Frank Chu sign is going to be in the San Francisco Museum someday in absolutely. the same way that uh, we would want to get Emperor Norton's banknotes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, speaking of Emperor Norton, we had a little we had some Emperor news this week. Yeah. Did you did you hear about the good Emperor Norton getting a street named after himself at long last? It's and it's so overdue. So if you don't know, if you don't know, now you know. Joshua Abram Norton, who proclaimed himself Emperor Norton, uh, started his reign in 1859 here in San Francisco. With avocado toast was mere pennies <laughs> at that point, mere pennies. Uh, he came over from England and South Africa, uh, and then what he tried to do was he tried to corner the Peruvian rice market, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So he tried to like play an angle financially. It did not work out. He went bankrupt. I think we didn't hear from him for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and he came back and he's like, "Hi, I'm the emperor of this place now." <laughs> Everyone's like. Okay. All right. Sounds good to us. They used to put him in the paper. He had his own currency. He rode the train for free. He got aid for free everywhere. And he finally passed away in 1880. So the Board of Supervisors, you know, it takes him a while to get to these things sometimes. So 1880 to 2023, what is 143 years? Carry the one. 143 years later have decided to rename the 600 block of Commercial Street to Emperor Norton Place. And we say it's 143 years overdue. You know, the story of Emperor Norton is about uh, this eccentric character who was ahead of his time, unique to San Francisco. But I really feel like the unsung part of the uh, story is about San Franciscans' embrace of him. Absolutely. If if we just would have turned our back on Emperor Norton, we never would have named a street after him. We never yeah. would have celebrated him. But people from day one were like, we're down with this. Dare I say that Emperor Norton was the first and sort of one of the earliest seedlings of San Franciscans turning to somebody that was different that thought differently or otherwise had a had a counterculture idea and said you're cool mm-hmm. welcome yeah um, and that trend needs to continue more in a lot of ways but continues on today absolutely yeah so kudos to emperor norton and kudos he's our good, our dear friend as well <laughs> uh, that, that plays him so thank you so much 
Uh, and now that we've named a street after Emperor Norton, it is time to continue the trend of naming all the alleyways in that neck of the woods after authors, but for all of the lady and non-binary authors, because it's all like mostly dudes at this point. Yeah, come on, we'll stop naming things. I mean, Emperor Norton, sure, I'm uh, 100% I'm down for it. But like, besides that, we'll stop naming things after dudes. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, let's turn this, turn this ship around here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pretty bad almost accident here on Valencia. It's almost uh, as if this was poorly designed. I know, that was that was a that was a bad one too. That was a bad one. Um did I think I I don't wanna I don't wanna say we we got it wrong here, but I feel like I'm seeing some earlier hellos. <gasps> Where'd the earlier hellos come from? I, I we've got a very early hello from Jeff, a good morning ish. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah? A good-ish morning. Oh, what the heck? Yeah. What the heck? I'm, you know, this happened last, okay, so two things. One, <laughs> this happened last week with Thomas, and mm-hmm. I, Thomas, okay, we got to, I'll start off with Thomas. Thomas, hello, <laughs> says good morning. I'm also trying the delayed coffee move, since I read it helps with afternoon fatigue if I can wait 90 oh. minutes or so after waking up to have caffeine. Sometimes it's hard, and he's got the hourglass emoji, the eyes emoji, the coffee emoji. It's all there. Wait, so the the delay is for, like, the benefit... I have to wait till the afternoon for the benefit? Well, the delay... The benefit of the delay, from what I gather and from what I understand, is that the thing that is secreting the stuff that goes, hey, you're sleeping now, you're sleeping now, just gets pushed off. Mm-hmm. So once that caffeine leaves your body, it continues its flow. Yeah. So if you get it out of your body early in the morning, then once the caffeine has left your body, at whatever time that is, maybe you're a slow sipper, maybe it takes a few hours, that's when you'd feel the benefit because you don't have the... The sleepy stuff secreting out of your brain. Gotcha. I mean, don't say you got me, because I don't know if I got me on this one. But I, I understand <laughs> the concept. Yeah, yeah. It's not, not too wild of a concept, but I don't know the names of these things, and I probably should if I'm going to talk about it on the radio. I'm going to be honest with you and Thomas and the rest of our listeners. Hit I've, me. I've given up on waiting. No, for I've real? just decided that this is an addiction. Of, if, of all the vices in the world, I'm going to lean in on one, and it's going to be coffee. So let's think. I have my first sip around... Two hours after I wake up on Thursday mornings. Yeah, that's I'm, crazy. I'm up at five forty-five. Uh huh. And my first sip is around seven forty-five. Yeah, seven forty. And do you feel like you're more productive on Thursdays than you are, or more alert, more awake? Um, I think I'm pretty alert on Thursdays, but I also always go into the office on Thursdays. And after having talked for two hours? After having talked for two hours, and I, when I go into the office, I always have an espresso in the afternoon. It's a little treat for myself. Oh, nice. A little afternoon espresso. Like so you just, I, you just sip one standing at the bar? Uh, I try to chat with the baristas for sure. <laughs> I'm sure trying to <laughs> got to make, look, it takes every, it takes every single person to make a company successful. It's I'm talking... True fist bump the staff on the way and that's greeting yep, you yep. that's making sure your badge works mm-hmm. say what's up to the barista see the ceo heckle him a bit it's the whole team <laughs> give me a good ceo heckle like what's an appropriate heckle for uh for the boss uh appropriate heckle is uh oh let's think <laughs> how your okay's okay ours coming along <laughs> i don't know <laughs> No, I, I'm, I'm with you, though. you got to heckle the boss a little but bit. But even more importantly than that, uh, you got to work with every single person at the company to make it successful. Yeah. Again, from the staff that's cleaning to the people that check you in mm-hmm. to sipping on espresso, chatting mm-hmm. at the coffee bar. Yep. Team effort, y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, good morning out to Jeff again. Jeff sends in a goodish morning. Uh, sends in a shot. This one looks like it's looking out to the... Are we looking north in this shot? I was wondering that, too. Well, we're looking towards the sun, so maybe it's San Francisco towards the East Bay? Yeah, but it's like northeast. This is probably Salesforce Tower 
camera number, I would say four usually. But maybe it's camera one? I think it's camera one. Salesforce tower, camera number one. Can I give you some Salesforce tower, top of the tower news? I would love some Salesforce tower. What else are we doing here if not for Salesforce tower news? I saw the other day that Salesforce tower was looking to hire a barista for the Ohana floor. The like the top floor that you just get to hang in. That sounds great. Wouldn't that be a great job? Do you want to go interview there with me? Yeah. I mean, I'm still overdue to interview for my job at the ferry. <laughs> so let's just do both in one day. I like that. Yeah. A little twofer. <laughs> um, that sounds like a wonderful place to be able to sling some coffee from. Right? I like it. Yeah. It would be so nice. There'd be no better view of all the baristas in town. Do you think it would... Uh, it's very... Find me a better view. Let's think about this for a second. Is there a better coffee shop view than the top of Salesforce Tower? Maybe Buena Vista? Yeah, that was... Okay, I was thinking Buena Vista right off the bat. I was also thinking if we put a coffee shop in the old Cliff House. Oh, yeah. They got to put a coffee shop in there, right? I guess, do you want an urban view or do you want an ocean view? I mean, a San Francisco is a city of vistas that are, like, jaw-dropping, right? Like, I want a jaw-dropping vista that is on par with the rest of them. That's fair. Yeah. It might be the nicest coffee shop view in town, then. Maybe, yeah. Is there a coffee shop in the middle of the Salesforce Tower Park? There is, actually. That's a pretty nice one. That's true. Yeah. 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 Or you have the... Um, Morning. What is it? The Flywheel Kiosk in Golden Gate Park? Flywheel Kiosk, also a good view. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but they're kind of stuck inside for that one. You can't really see... I think they're looking out to the north as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Morning. Morning. <laughs> Guys, he's a mic. Eyes perk up. Lights up. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I love that some people look at these mics and they're like, what's going on over here? <laughs> they're like moss to a flame, as you said before. Any guess on how many days old San Francisco is? You're so much better at this stuff than I 63, am. 63,364 <laughs> days old today. Happy 63rd, 1,346th day, Sandy Franny. Oh my gosh, happy birthday. <gasps> oh, look at this very cute dog. Oh, yeah, look at oh that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, give this dog gone, a treat? Gone. No, it's dog's already gone. <laughs> gone too soon. Hello goes out this morning. Declare. Hello. Hello. Friend of the program, friend of BFF.FM, friend of San Francisco, friend of Posey, and friend of ours, to be honest with you. Morning. Morning. Uh, Claire says, good morning, rollover easy. Here's to better weather and lots of sunshine for hardly strictly bluegrass. Yeah. Preach, Claire. I, I think it's coming for you, Claire. It's like right now, hardly strictly day. 70 and 70 for Friday and Saturday. That's Warren week. smiling down at us. Absolutely. You know, hardly strictly bluegrass. I, It's not a hot take. I think it's my favorite music festival in San Francisco. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like after Treasure Island is gone, it's it's really unbeatable. You, th- you don't think that there's any sort of uh, there's any other festival that comes close? I mean, Stern Grove and Due South like both hit the same marks of like Stern Grove for sure. Great bands in wild natural places that you don't get to enough. Mm-hmm. But the like density of goodness at, at Stern Grove is really hard to beat. And the backstory, funded by a billionaire who just wanted to play banjo. More, more of that, San Francisco billionaires. Our Madam Billionaires. When is our next uh, music festival? Come on, Daniel Steele, give us the. Uh, <laughs> You know, Bridges to Books Festival. All we do is read books along Chrissy Field between the two bridges. I would actually love a festival that um, in between acts, like when they're setting up, that you just get an author up there to do a reading. More poetry. 
we have oh. just the guac off. We have that MC read poems. Mm-hmm. Uh, just more poetry in San Francisco. Yeah, the Bridges to Books uh, Music and Literature Festival. I can't wait for it. I like it. Uh, and Catherine, hello, friend of the program, friend of Rollover Easy, friend of ours as well, says, Good morning. Did you see our local celebrity, David Gallagher, on the national news? What? It was a great segment. Another weekend with too many good things to do in the Bay Area. Olive wishes everyone a great Thursday. Uh, I did not see this. I would love to see David Gallagher on the national news. Please send in a link to that. Yeah. 100% into that. Yeah. Uh, talk about like a local treasure, get, getting out and into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so cool. David, I hope it went great for you. What do you think he was talking about? Uh, I think probably that cabinet of slides, the mystery oh, cabinet. Oh, that's a, you know, what a beautiful story. Yeah. America loves a good mystery. I think you're right. Yeah, we do. We really do. And having a local historian stumble upon that and be able to place it is also a wonderful end. And only half place it too, right? Like there's still a couple that are missing. I think there's a whole uh, there's a whole set of uh, filing cabinets that are missing. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So he's able to place the ones that he found, but he doesn't have them all. Mm-hmm. Folks are heading off into their Thursdays. <sighs> Got the scrum scramble in full effect this morning. Yeah. Also tweeting in or tooting in. Thank you, Jeff. Says Emperor Norton Place is good, but I'd really like an oofty goofty alley. <laughs> Do you know Oofty Goofty? Uh, only vaguely. Lauren Leonard Bouchard, better known as Oofty Goofty, who's a German sideshow performer who lived in San Francisco for a number of years in the late 19th century uh, and then moved over to Texas in the early 20th century. Good morning. Hello. Talk about a fun name. I know. Oofty Goofty. Uh, you know who else is hanging out with us? Who's that? Can we take a sip for this person? Please. Oh, right now? Good morning, Brett Walker. Hey! <laughs> Good morning, Brett Walker. Man of the woods, man of our hearts. Where is he these days? Uh, the yeah. woods? He's up in the woods. All right, Brett Walker's yeah. up in the woods. But you know, he heard Andrew St. James is going to be on and said, I got to download this tweet nap to heckle at you this morning. <laughs> and you know, we're not just on the, the tweet nap anymore. We're, we're at, at other places too. Namely, 16th and Mission. 16th yeah. Valencia. Uh, Brett, just me. come on down here and just talk to us. We're just, we're around. We're, yeah. we're just, we're in the window. Yeah, absolutely. You can find us. People riding by on scooters. Morning. People walking by heading to yoga. Where do you think uh what, what do you think Brett's drinking for coffee these days? Oh, where? What? Oh wow. Is he doing the spros still? You think he's doing pour overs? Probably pour overs. The mocha master? <sighs> Maybe mocha master. I love it. There's lots of good ways to make your coffee. Try something new. Absolutely. Hundred <laughs> percent agree with that. Uh, let's see. Uh, David Gallagher says, thanks for the shout out. Uh, there was a nice local TV news story too. Um, David, we've got to see that national. David, show us the one where you're on Good Morning America, please. Or what was whatever the national news story was. I love that. That makes me so happy. Yeah, you're going worldwide. we got to know about this. Oh, man. And, you know, it's so funny because, like, if you live in San Francisco or you live in the Bay Area, You've been known about David Gallagher. You've been known. He's yeah. fantastic. He's well known for the great work that he does. I think about some of the early pandemic work of putting up mm-hmm. pictures on different light posts yeah. and sparking folks' curiosity in their imagination. I think the preservation work that he's done. I think of all the historical work that he's done. I think of all the bike rides that he takes. Uh, and now if you're on the national stage, you get a taste of this individual. And congratulations, you just stumbled onto a wonderful human being. Absolutely. Between him and Woody, uh, like the two of them Morning. have just done so much for... Um, 
making it easy to fall in love with San Francisco and its history. And now Nicole. And now Nicole. Squad. Killing it. Absolutely mm. love it. Um, you know, as David becomes a nationally recognized figure, mm-hmm. can we talk about another local who became a nationally recognized figure? Hit me. And then got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I know John you're talking Waters. About. Love it. John Waters. You know, how have we not had John Waters at the Guac Off? What have we done know. wrong? I don't know, but I want John Waters just to come and just enjoy the guac. Yeah. Be a celebrity judge if you want to, but like we're covered there. Just, just, just show up. Just eat some guac. Just show yeah. up and have a good time. He used to show up in, uh, in Dear Mom back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like not in a fancy way, just a man having a drink. I like that. So yeah. Is he here in San Francisco? Oh yeah. Do we know what part of San Francisco he lives in? I don't think we do. He's like an Excelsior guy to me. Really? That's my guess. I was I was thinking like... Um, Eastern Mission, like by Ooh. the Panorama Bakery. Like oh, I think, yeah. I think he wants that smell of fresh bread in oh, the evening. That's evenings. great. I think he's going to apply to be the barista on the top of the Ohana <laughs> Lounge so that he gets that <laughs> sweet, sweet view. Can you imagine? You walk into this incredible view, and someone's like, would you like an espresso? And you look up at the person who offers <laughs> and it's John Waters. <laughs> John, join us on the radio. Just come on down to 16th and Valencia. We got, we got a couple extra mics and some headphones here for you. You know where to find us. Uh, let's see. We got a toot in from uh, Putriash. Putriash? Putriash. says, fun facts about the Blackpool boat. Hashtag Muni. Hashtag F-Line. Number 228 of 230. It is one of the few F-Line trolleys that actually need a conductor. No one is allowed to stand, and it's a million degrees colder than you think it will be because of the wind chill. Wow. And that's, uh, that's Boat Boy. Good to know. And we have two Boat Boys now. That's great. Yeah, we have a red one and a green one. I love it. Yeah. More boats. We got to charter a boat for a radio show one day. We really should. Right? It, it's, it's, I think it's very reasonably priced. You know, looking at the uh, Muni streetcar, or the Muni lines right now, we got the Los Angeles train heading northbound on Market, Kansas City, also heading out towards the ferry, and the San Francisco car is up there by North Beach with Pittsburgh about to leave from the Castro any moment now. So, San Francisco, the only place where you can ride a train and travel the world at the same time. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, Muni Heritage Weekend, you're going to get all sorts of rarities out there on the streets. So, look alive. Look, al- look alive, San Francisco. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Alex, hello, Golden Denzian, hello. says, take a bite out of this apple, roll over easy. All neighborhood greening and adopt-a-block projects should involve traffic calming. We're in a public health crisis, as he's yelling into the void, but hitting our ears on the subject. Have a great day, y'all. And then sends in a couple of pictures that talk about uh, San Francisco's uh, Vision Zero, which mm-hmm. has not been realized yet, and a wonderful mug with the Marin Headlands on it. Oh, I love that. Uh, more traffic calming. 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who wants less traffic calming. I don't know anyone who's like, it should be more chaotic out there. I don't know anyone, but I definitely see them speeding past me in dangerous ways. Like we almost saw that accident out here? Oh, my God. It was a, I don't think we really described what happened, but it was almost four cars that all hit at the same time. It was very chaotic. How were they all in the intersection together? I don't know. But it they were all... I think everybody was trying to turn, and they all almost tried to turn into each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not good. Uh, and, you know, as we talk about traffic calming, can I tell you my favorite way to calm traffic? Ooh. Um, I'm going to guess. You're going to put one of those wacky inflatable BFF.FM wavy things. You know, like it fills it up with air at the bottom and the arms wave around. You're going to put those as the entrance, the gateway 
to a slow street. Yeah. And then speed bumps behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a small obstacle course yeah. you can get through, but you got to like go start left, and you got to go back right, and then you got to go left again. Morning. Uh, hello again. That guy's come by a few times and said, "What's up?" Uh, th- those are my guesses. What's your what's That's, your approach? I think I might change my answer, but my answer before you said that was going to be trees. Uh. <laughs> Just put a tree in the middle of the road. If I have to dodge a tree and slow down, well, the tree's probably been right all along. A hundred percent. And speaking of which, San Francisco is going to use a federal grant to plant even more street trees. Like twelve million bucks. About twelve million bucks. Look, we oh need more gosh. of an urban canopy. We have one of the f- one of the least treeful cities of this size in the U.S. Yeah. And we need to have more. And uh, unfortunately, so much of the spot that we need these trees are are where we have these discriminatory housing practices that have existed in San Francisco's southeastern side mm-hmm. for a chunk of time. So. More trees down in the southeastern part of San Francisco, please. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when they planted these trees on Valencia, like probably yeah. like no more than a decade ago, right? Yeah, yeah. And now they're huge. They look like they've been here forever. Totally. Yeah, you know, the trees are, they're fantastic. Not only do they, you know, we can, let's go through some of the reasons, right? You talked about calming, noise reduction, pollution, sound, heat, uh, which I guess shade rolls up into that as well. Joy. We didn't talk about joy. Trees and joy go hand in hand. Overall, right now, we got about 13.7% of the city that is sheltered with trees. That's We're, it? We want more. Give me 100. Yeah. <laughs> Give me 100% tree coverage. So we're going to do about 1,000 to 1,500 more of these trees annually. Uh, and that's the goal. Yeah. Um, our guest is here, so should we hop into an Andrew St. James track while I get him a cup of coffee? Yeah, yeah that sounds reasonable. All right. All right, you're going to go do that. I'm going to click some buttons. Here on BFF.FM. Uh, when we get back, we'll be chatting with Andrew. Uh, but until then, just chill out. Enjoy the vibe, San Francisco. Excellent. Oh, as the windows are opening up at Manny's, sun is creeping in. We've got smiles from every corner of Valencia. Hello and good morning. Good morning. As cyclists are making their way to work on the scrum scramble, the meeting mash is in full effect. And you, San Francisco, are here with us as well. As is... Andrew St. James. Yo. Good Good morning. morning. Good morning. Uh, Hey, before we do anything else, can we take a sip of coffee together? That seems so necessary. Cheers. All right, count of three. One, two, and... 
Oh, that was nice. Yeah, oh. yeah. Are you? Uh, how are you making your coffee these days? What's your coffee uh, style of uh, preference of choice? Uh, black, anything, Folgers. Sure. Folgers. Yeah, you know. Commitment. Unpretentious, yeah. Yeah, one scoop, two? Do you just kind of oh, just dash a usually. bit in there? Yeah, that's right. A couple scoops, and then how many cups a day do you think you're going through? Oh, probably one or two. Not very much. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's good restraint. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I've cut down. Was it more at one point? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What was, like, your max? Uh, probably like a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> About two and a half liters of coffee. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a good amount of coffee. Uh, I'm glad to hear that for your health, you're just down to a couple cups of coffee a day. You know, it's, it's been good for me. You're yeah. an inspiration. <laughs> um, well, as you can see, we're very serious journalists here. Um, yeah, yeah. You can tell by the tuxedos we're wearing, the plaques on the wall. My cummerbund's upside down. <laughs> it's okay, though. <laughs> So we got to start you off with some hard-hitting journalism. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful day. I'm looking at it, yeah. You're surrounded by all the people you love. Uh, you got nothing on the agenda to do, and there's no lines anywhere in town. Where are you going for breakfast? Oh, man. Um, that's complicated. It's a complicated question, because traditionally... Traditionally, it would have been its tops. Oh, oh rest in peace. That's right. No longer around. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a lunch counter person. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that yeah. case, I'd probably go either to Eddie's on Divisadero or uh, uh, Pork Store, 8th Street. Oh, yeah. Second yeah. Pork Store reference, I think, in a few weeks. In two weeks, yeah. Yeah, we got one real close to here, and then they got one in the hate as well. The yeah, one in good. the hate somehow better, and I don't like, like want... It's the counter. It's the counter. Yeah. yeah, it's the counter. I'm with you on the the counter vibe as well. It's like, do you want to seat by the window? Nah, I want that counter. I want to. I want to be in the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, love the it's tops reference. Every time I go by, I like kind of. Uh, I feel slightly deflated. It's one of the few things that can deflate me. Is the lack of it's tops. It burns. Yeah. It does. <laughs> Gone too soon. And it, it was. It was such a great late night place as well. It would get exactly. you in the morning. Get you in the afternoon, and take you all the way through the morning hours what do we have to do to reopen like can can i just open it up and just you know make some coffee and work from there great question perhaps yeah is it so it's, i mean the building's still there what's on the inside now uh, i don't think they just like call it out yeah yeah i i don't know if i don't i i think they might have locked the door and just left it as a time capsule we are broadcasting live from its tops next thursday okay i'm looking into this sick yeah. i think <laughs> i'll be there man yeah yeah get you on the uh we'll get you at the counter I think the problem is, and this goes back to your thousand-day head start for permitting. Which oh yeah, is an idea I just really love. Yeah, yeah. Give artists a thousand-day head start downtown. Just give them just whatever you want to do. Have fun. Oh, nice. It's okay. like okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. You can we'll have, check on you in a thousand days. Yeah, you can have the space. You don't need to meet any compliance outside yeah. of like yep. you're not going to get electrocuted. Yep. We'll check back in a thousand days. I'll take over like Nordstrom or something. <laughs> like that's yeah. what I'm talking. About. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Right. It's like do something with it. Have fun. I don't know. So I think the problem with its tops is that you have to go like through the kitchen and down the stairs to mm, get to the bathroom, the bathroom and mm-hmm. I think that's a big no-no these days. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe I their why, grandfather did some. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> 1933 or something I think it happened. Yeah. 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 Um, so you've got a show happening tonight. You're, you're doing a lot. You're here early. You're doing that late. What's the show? Um, well, I throw a party uh, at the makeout room um, every third Thursday called Fast Times. And uh, tonight... Uh, we have, who is it? We got Crop Top is the band at the top of the bill. So a band called Wicked Pricks. And then uh, Calendars will be playing. Nice. And are you curating this? Or are you like, what is your role in this apparatus? Yeah, yeah I curate. 
<laughs> I guess I curate. Yeah, I curate the show. I am. Um, I started the party at Amnesia. Another, you know, rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah, totally. uh, in 2017 or 18, I think it was a monthly party, and we keep it up. Nice. Yeah. And uh, these bands are, are you uh, spending some time with them between sets? You hanging out with them? These people you know, people that you've gotten to know over the years. What's your relationship with them? Uh, it kind of depends. Um, uh, some people I've known for a long time. Other people are brand new. You know, part of the concept is an attempt to uh, you know give people a space when they haven't had necessarily a, 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 you know opportunity to play. Um, so there's often a lot of people who are super green, but then there's also people that you know I've known for ten years. On it. Wonderful. Of the folks that were more green, like who's like come in very fresh during the headlights and just crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, there's been a few, um, but uh, last two years or so. Um, I had put on uh, this uh, lady named Caitlin Cobb Violet to hmm. a show that we did at Rickshaw Stop. It's a different um, party, but uh, she came in and played the solo piano. It was, uh, you know, just crazy good. That's nice. notable. Nice. I like it. Walk in, play the piano. I you, what do you, you? I don't have a good piano. Sort of drop the mic, but uh, <laughs> you know, toss the songbook out to the crowd and there then you walk go. away. Yeah, that's right. Kick over the bench. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very chaotic. Chaotic good is what that is. Yeah. Absolutely. Chaotic yeah. fun. Uh, and then where are you playing these days? I feel like you are a man in a, a half dozen musical collaborations. Like, what is the the one of the moment? Uh, the one of the moment. I, I have a collaboration with my friend Cesar Hamilton. Cesar Maria goes by um, in Los Angeles called Bon Wayne. And uh, it's kind of a party. Uh, but we are uh, doing a show in Bolinas on Sunday. At Smiley's. Uh, nice. Bolinas, what an underappreciated venue. It's like, I'm glad that not a lot of people know about it, so it's not crazy, but also more people should know about it. Morning. Smiley's yeah. is a cool place, too, because like, if you're anywhere in that kind of downtown Bolinas and someone's playing at Smiley's, you like, know. you're listening to it. Totally. Yeah, it's totally. outside. You know, it's crazy. It's a great fun. Was What's his name still there? The What's metal worker that moved there a number of years ago. Oh, Dave Hubner. Dave Hubner. I think Dave Hubner is still running the hardware store you might get in Dave Bolinas. Oh, that's right. Dave Hubner's in the orbit of Brett Walker as well. And that's right. Yeah, no, yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. That's right. The yeah, hard- yeah. hardware guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Dave Hubner. That's great. Yeah, what a great vibe. That sounds like a wonderful place to play. That's uh, cool. Yeah, and you get all the residents there from Bolinas. So everyone just kind of walking through. Oh, it's, to a, music. It's, a, it's a trip for sure. Um, yeah, and then I have. Uh, I guess I'm playing. I'm sitting in my friend's band, Fresh Cassettes, and we're going out on tour on the East Coast on Tuesday. Wait, nice. You're playing in French Cassettes right now. <laughs> yeah, French right. Cassettes are great. <laughs> I've been in heavy rotation on the radio show for I don't know how many years now. Uh, several. You turned them on to me. I love French Cassettes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good friends. I'm like a friend of the band. Nice. That's what I would consider myself. I had a friend a, of the French. I had a dream right. for a long time of doing like a show in the forest with French cassettes, but I you, struggled for years to find a way to get power out there. This was up in the Sutro Forest, right? Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. like the idea. More concerts and forests. Yeah. Where would you play if the sky's the limit? You can play anywhere. We'll shut down the street for you. We'll get you power anywhere. Where in San Francisco is your venue uh, of in choice? Town. Let me yeah. think about that for a moment. But it doesn't exist yet. You know, it's. Uh, hmm. Take a sip of coffee while you think on that one. Yeah. Well, it's, I think I've played most places on the street. Over the pandemic, I was, like, playing on the street a bunch. Um, you know, when we were in high school, there were people who used to throw parties in a cave uh, near Sutro Baths. Yeah. Which was a thing. I already did that one. Um, hmm. 
Where do you go after throwing a party in a cave at Sutro Baths? I feel like that's maybe the answer right there. You go to makeout room. Yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> shit. It's only, uh, yeah, down from there. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm thinking... Uh, tr- oh. Down at the beach. On I'm top thinking of the top, top deck Bay Bridge. Ooh, oh, I yeah. like that. I like that. A nice view of the city from there. Yeah, yeah, the western span. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be not the new stuff. That's actually where the festival should be happening. Like, just shut down the Bay Bridge for a day. Big party. I thought there'd be like a sideshow area. <laughs> we got you got a sideshow area. You got to have a spot for the skateboarders. <laughs> oh, of course. The cyclists. Actually. You got you got Big Ripper Alley is going to be the far lane. Yep, yep. That's the compromise. No more sideshows on the Bay Bridge except for this one day where it's a party. And one it's day, like, go crazy. Week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> one day of the week. One day a week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. One day a week. This old- is your, your fantasy answer. We'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm here for it. I think that's a great location for a venue. Beautiful views. Hasn't been done before that I'm aware of. That's what I'm Th- saying. Didn't there used to be a bike race that went across there? Like I'm talking like there 30, was a- 40 years ago. Oh, I'm not sure. I remember there was a uh, when I was a kid. There was a uh, there was like a big bike race that like Lance Armstrong was involved in and shit. Here in town? Yeah. Yeah, like Robin Williams would do that back in the day as well. Robin Williams, big cyclist. Sounds about right. I feel like Robin Williams would be our cycling advocate if you were still around today. It's true, absolutely. Did you grow up here? I did. Nice. Mm -hmm. So you've played everywhere. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, period. Any any favorites or any ones you're like, never again? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not sure if I should say. Uh, But I, uh, (laughs) but I, you know... It's funny when I first started doing uh, rock and roll music. I uh, was in high school and I started playing out. I had a producer start like telling me to go and open mic it. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, on Folsom Street, uh, South Market. Uh, there's a uh, like a laundry mat called Brainwash. Oh, oh rest in peace. Brainwash. These have a great uh, stand-up. Uh, that's right. No, I I I I was privy to some of those evenings. I, but I um, yeah, I think I like really cut my teeth there because I would go there like every night. <laughs> you nice. know, I was like 17 to play um but yeah played a laundromat it's a uh, great laundromat too the thing so my office is just like a block from brainwash and the thing that kills me is that it has been empty literally ever since they closed what it a bummer yeah, i know true. i mean it's same thing with it stops right it's like open them up again give artists a thousand day head start we'll check on you in a thousand days yeah. <laughs> don't burn the place down but other than that have fun revitalize this area could be good yeah could be great Absolutely. Bring back brainwash. You cowards. <laughs> <laughs> and as they make every other like parklet in town like have to tear itself down and rebuild itself and shorten itself, lengthen. Mm-hmm. The parklet outside of Brainwash that was there during Brainwash's days is still there. No well, one's touched like, it. That was like a permanent one, it, right? It was like one of the first ones that I remember. It's held up well. It's still it's still going. So I like it. And the stud is opening across the street now. That's right, I heard that. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, bring back some more of these spots. Uh, you know, we're here for it. Seventh and Folsom. It's it's the, it's the place. We we're chatting about views earlier, and Frisco toots into us says, "Good morning." The Lands Inn gift shop has a nice coffee stand, a good candidate for the best view to sip. We're chatting about where the nicest place would be in San Francisco to be a barista. I think Lands Inn, the coffee shop, that might be it. That'd be pretty great. I forget there's a coffee shop out there. I know, right? Um, and Brett Walker chimes in to let us know that Dave does not work at the hardware store. Dave owns the hardware store. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, Brett. Yeah. Our, our sincerest <laughs> apologies to Dave Hubner. Do you think this show is just like in the background at the Bellinas hardware store right now? I can only hope so. That's that's my one goal. I have a feeling they're not open. 
That's yeah, prob- you're probably okay. right. Okay. It is at 8.27 a.m. And the waves are good this morning. So it's right. hardware shopping. Get your nails somewhere else. <laughs> Just wait serpent. till 11. Uh, Joni says the Emperor Norton Street Party was the best of San Francisco on display. Pure joy, whimsy history, and San Francisco values. And the doggy diner heads. Sends in a variety of shots from the Emperor Norton Street Party. Uh, it does look like a blast. It looks like a party happening there. We've got pictures of Emperor Norton and uh, Marlon Vivian Brown impersonators, which we're inviting to every party that we're going to from now on. Wait, hold on. The twins have impersonators now? I think that these two women are impersonating the twins. Andrew, can I get a can I get a confirmation on that? Let's take a look. Yeah, yeah. You know the twins from downtown? Oh, I know the twins, yeah. Isn't this? Aren't they supposed to be the twins? Yeah, definitely. But they're not in green. Usually they're in green. Oh, okay. But this is... I love that these... I like the two people are like, this is what we're doing now. We're the twins. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're they're actually not twins, but they're just like, maybe just friends that like the twins. (laughs) Uh, Are they still alive, the twins? Still around? No, they passed away. Uh, One of them passed away, and then the second passed away uh, within the last five years. Hmm. Yeah. Six years, maybe. Well... Uh, we need a new level of like San Francisco uniqueness and weirdness. If you were at home right now and you were looking at your wardrobe saying, what am I going to do today? Take well, inspiration <laughs> from the twins, from Emperor Norton. I'll throw uh, somebody Norton out there the that I think is doing that right now. Protector. The twin. The twin Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Emperor Norton. You're right. No, you give him the full name. Yeah, we cut him off too. Mexico, yeah. You're right. We should Emperor shorten United it. States. There it is. Morning. Hey, good morning, Brian. Brian's out here. We're going to be chatting with Brian in, uh, I think, next week about uh, solar activity yeah. from here in the mission. He's scoping up a good spot, it seems like, to put a uh, to put a telescope in. Yeah. Excellent. All right. <laughs> like next week's guest. Mid-show, we have someone Very come good. by to scope a telescope spot. Yeah, yeah, we're putting a telescope out here on the street next week, and we're going to look at the sun. He's got to scope it out. Um, I think that the new version are the twin trees. Have you seen the twin trees around town? Oh, yeah. These two magical Christmas trees that get decked to the nines in glitter, all things shiny, and trees. I'm talking leggings and shoes, uh, dresses, uh, full-on tree regalia. They just dance and take pictures of people, and that's it. And they appear for about six weeks a year. Wow. I'm I'm, uh, unfamiliar. Hopefully I'll have a run-in. I hope so too. We're gonna have them play one of your shows in the holiday. We'll just have them dance. Always welcome yeah. side stage, <laughs> <laughs> on stage. Hopefully, there you go. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, we're gonna jump into a jam here in just a few minutes with Soldier's Songs for the Decade as we're celebrating our continued celebration of ten years of BFF.FM. It's gonna keep rolling here, but just a minute until that goes. So, go ahead. Yeah. In the meantime. Um, Andrew, who are like who are you excited to go see play right now? Obviously, you got your show at the Makeout Room. You're torn with French cassettes, but like who, when you see them post a show date, you're like, I got to be at that show. Oh man, um, wow. Uh, I uh, yeah, I mean tonight actually the crop top band is is pretty hot. I'm pretty stoked about them. Um, but my buddy Greg, who's to bartend at Amnesia, he's kind of now in Los Angeles. But Greg DiMartino, Tino Drima. Never Greg's in town. It's kind of a show that you should not uh, should not sleep on. I feel like I went to a Tino Dreama show at Amnesia shortly before the Dick, and it was it's like one of those memories you hold on to. Like this was a really really great night. Quick moment. Very sweaty night. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. per usual. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a party. Tino Dreama's great. What was the other one you mentioned? Uh, the crop top band. Crop top. Yeah. Any other like up and comers on the scene that you're excited about? Um, I could name them, but. You got to just show up to the show. That's right. I like that. I like that model. <laughs> um, well, thanks for coming and hanging out with us. Thank you for having me. Um, thanks, especially considering you have a late night. We'll let you get back to bed. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
I, I'm just amazed that you can have a little coffee and go back to bed. Yeah, I, you know, practice. <laughs> You're a pro. <laughs> Not your first rodeo. Not your first show. No. Um, well, before we go into our next segment, we'll give you the, the last word for, for this little bit. Anything you want to tell the people? Um, uh, I'm running for mayor um, and senator. <laughs> Vote your conscience. All right. Thank you, Andrew St. James. <laughs> good good time chatting with you. Thanks for having me. Uh, we will... It'll be just a moment as I have to request access to the file. So maybe jump into a jam, and then from there... Soldier. Paging Soldier. Requesting access for the file. Could we'll play some crop top in the meantime? Absolutely. That's a great call. Oh, they're, they're too fresh. Too fresh? Way too fresh. Way what should, too what fresh. should we play? Well, okay, it's not the last word then. <laughs> give more us some words. more words here. <laughs> All right, should more we listen? words. Who should we, we play right now? To you. Hmm. Well, you know, in uh, honor of self-promotion, uh, throw on some Juan Wayne. Yeah. Come out to Bellinas, buy some screws for my boy Dave. Gosh, that sounds like such a good uh, afternoon and evening right there. It should be nice. All right. If the smoke uh, smoke lights up. <laughs>
took for granted. Little Senator St. James there. <laughs> oh, that was Juan Wayne. That was Juan Wayne. <laughs> that was Juan Wayne. We were just speaking with future Senator St. James there. And uh, we might have a song for the decade here for you in just a few minutes. We'll see. Yeah. You might get a double dose here on Roll Over Easy of great tunes in your ears. Uh, we've, we've played a lot of good tunes this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, even, we've even gotten a great Lisa Amond tweet in this <gasps> morning. Ooh, hit us with it. May I? Yeah. Lisa Amond, hello, says, yo, Roll Over Easy from Fawn Lake, Washington. At least we're in your zone. This is a vintage B hutch as we drink tea and tune in to BFF. Dot .fm the beautiful bee hutch painting in the background of an individual they've got a cigarette in their hat a hat in the front framed by a beautiful collage of hands and arms um, that just extends outward towards uh, some more shapes like a like any good bee hutch photo or excuse me uh, painting when you look at a photo of it there's like more that meets the eye than just what you see at first man this so, is so beautiful bee hutch <laughs> Clearly has just been on uh, his A-game for years and years and years. Decades and decades and decades. Yeah, in his prime. prime. Just the prime of, like, Steph Curry just keeps getting better. (laughs) Like, are we sure about this? And it's like, yo, here's another one. Uh, And uh, Jeff says, hey, there's a new sculpture in Plaza at the top of Yerba Buena Island that would be good for some music. It officially opens next month, but I snuck in, he (gasps) says. Uh, and sends in a great shot of this new piece of artwork that's, they, from his camera's point of view, is looking towards the north um, across the eastern span of the Bay Bridge, perhaps with some of the new apartments that are over there, new condos on Treasure Island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Treasure Island, I, okay, are we going to, in five years, be talking about Treasure Island like we are talking about Mission Bay now, mm. where we're like, you should really consider living out there. There's a lot of stuff going on. That's interesting. I think it's going to be 10 years, but yes. Right? Yeah. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be new. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more commerce out there. There's going to be, hopefully, more buses and more bike lanes mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the way out there. You can already take the ferry there. Mm-hmm. I think it, it really is going to depend on, like, can I go out there and have enough things to do to take up an entire, like, day? Totally. Right? And right now, there's some stuff that you can do out there, but is it a day's worth of stuff? Is it easy to get to? Is it accessible? Yeah. In some like, ways, yes. In other ways, no, not at all. Can I go see this sculpture on top of the hill? Mm-hmm. Can I take the ferry? Can I get a nice brunch? Can yep. I get a cocktail later yep. in the evening? Yep. And maybe go to a new park? Yep. Like, Absolutely. if I can do all of that, yeah, I'll, I'll spend an afternoon there. Maybe maybe a lifetime. <laughs> Frisco, a uh, and a Twin Tree sighting from 2019, which we just boosted. Uh, twin Trees, they got to be coming back here pretty soon from Santa's Workshop. Ooh, yeah, this is a great one. Um, I think you're right. Twin Trees are definitely in the same totally. realm as the Emperor Norton and um, the Twins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let's chat about a little bit more news that's coming up here. We got a coastal cleanup day with Vincent, friend of the program, friend of San Francisco. A person that just does the dang thing Mm -hmm. shows up and is like, you know what? I'm just going to pick up trash. Yeah. Cleans up the community. So far, he's picked up uh, sort of like season or, you know, program to date over 400,000 gallons of trash with about 10,000 unique volunteers that have helped out. If you're not one of them yet, consider going out there and collecting some trash with Vincent. Uh, He's hoping to get to 500,000 gallons by the end of the year as he's done over 1,600 cleanups. With the next one happening with Keep Ocean Beach Clean, an event that's in partnership with the Caltrans Stormwater Group. 
So keeping beaches clean and, um, you know, keeping uh, San Francisco moving forward in a very positive and beautiful way. Thank you, Vince. Vincent, doing so much. Um, can I tell you about a little other bit of news? Hit me. This was the talk of the town this last week, the night market. This was the talk of the town. In several slacks I'm in, this came up. <laughs> the well, Sunset Night Market. What were the slacks saying about the Sunset Night Market? That it was hectic. It was busy. There were a ton of people that were there. It was a whole thing. It was, um, there were just, I, I, saw, I heard that it was packed. I heard that it was a overwhelming success by the number of people that showed up. Yeah. And because of that, they got to do it again, but they got to figure something out for the crowds. <laughs> What's yeah, your that, take? That, that hits the nail on the head. Hectic is a good word for it. Um, I liked one of the stories that I read that said that Stone was walking towards it, and they saw other people walking the same direction. And then they crossed the street, and they saw other people. That's how it felt. It felt like just a mass of people descended yeah. on only three blocks when they needed a lot more space than three blocks to descend upon. I the, One of the things I heard was it should have been another three blocks, yeah. maybe doubling it in size, yeah, yeah. which is a great problem to have. Great you throw an event so positive for the community that you're like, you know what? The only way this succeeds is if we double it mm-hmm, next month. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So when do you think the next one of these is going to come around? I think next year. I think, you know, we're kind of at the tail end of the nice weather season and sure. for a night market, you want to have some good weather. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but I think next year it's going to come back and it's just going to knock it out of the park. I hope so. Uh, I think night markets are a positive thing for communities. I think that they're good for ensuring that we've got uh, small businesses that are making some money. Mm -hmm. We've got people that are getting to know their neighbors. You got uh, dogs that get to walk around. It's uh, it's the best. Yeah. What do you think the rest of the supervisors are feeling knowing that um, Supervisor and Guardio came in? Fresh, rookie, freshman. Love it. Love it. Freshman supervisor came in and was like, I want to do this thing. I want to do this big thing. Um, Here's the precedent for it. And it just, like, it seemed like everyone embraced it. Do you think the other 10 supervisors are thinking about what their night market is going to be? I really hope so. I think people are probably considering, you know, this is what's possible if you just show up and do a thing. You got a dog <gasps> oh, right hey, here. Pup. Would your dog like a treat? Could we, could we give your dog a treat? Or not. All right. Next All right. time. Next time. Dog, yeah. had, dog has a meeting at uh, <laughs> 9 o'clock. It's got to get to. It's got to finish the slides, too. Which Finish your slides ahead of time, dog. <laughs> Um, so big ups to the night market. Um, maybe one question for you is how many, you know, if we're using the toilet paper roll index, <laughs> which is one toilet paper roll equals $1.2 million, I yeah, believe. Yeah. Uh, how many toilet paper rolls do you think it takes to throw an event like that? Like a couple of sheets of toilet paper. It's so the amount of goodness you can do f- uh, for just a couple of, sh- of sheets of toilet paper is a lot. Also, toilet paper roll index, $1,031,093 is one roll of toilet paper in this index, which is, did you read this uh, article by Joe Eskenazi, who just wakes up and just chooses to spit <laughs> fire in the booth? One, that's how much San Francisco spent on toilet paper in 2022. Did you read this article? I read it, and I thought it was great. It is, you know, Joel has, uh, Joe has been on this kick for a while mm-hmm. of saying, like, we argue over the smallest pieces of San Francisco's yes. budget, yes. while huge chunks of it yes. sail through like with yes. a copy paste from the year before yes. and i think he's just hit the nail on the head of how to illustrate this the toilet paper index yeah the toilet paper index is fascinating he talks about how san francisco has purchased less toilet paper in 2022 in large part because of work from home taking off yeah. uh we were projected to spend 1.7 million dollars on toilet paper this year but are spending far less just because less people are using toilets yeah uh, that said, more people are using the toilets at SFO than ever before. 
as travel continues to increase at the airport in very healthy and positive ways. They don't have a George and Lenny there, which is a shame. <laughs> they should, and I think about it every time I'm at the airport. But they do have a lot of toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. Um, I th- hope we continue to use the toilet paper index as a way to talk about San Francisco's budget. I think so, too. You know, in this article, Joe talks about, you know, street cleaning in the mission. Street cleaning in the mission would have used, like you said, a couple of sheets, a little more than that, but just a quarter of a roll as we only spent $225,000 on street cleaning in the mission last year. And it's such a great way to illustrate of saying all the problems that you see um, in regards to litter in the mission and all of that. Mm-hmm. We are spending the equivalent of a quarter of the amount we spend on toilet paper. Totally. In this city. Totally. Uh, I, I think Joe Joe's just got it. He's he's totally knocked out. Do you know that we spent almost 25 rolls of toilet paper on the police budget supplemental just for overtime costs? Just for overtime costs? $25 million dollars to fund overtime. That's how much extra we're giving them. Another 25 rolls of toilet paper. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> wow. You know, Joe Eskenazi, uh, you know, if you're not giving Joe money, give Joe, give Mission Local money. He's doing some of the finest reporting. Mission Local... Is they they put out articles that are on par with larger national news organizations uh, on a regular basis, yeah. and they're doing it from a couple blocks away from here <laughs> in the mission. It's just very very cool. Support local journalism. Journalism, absolutely. That's what it's all about. Mission Local is uh, just such a great success story for local news. So absolutely, uh, put it on your regular reading list. Yep. 100% agree with that. Uh, hey, a good morning goes out to friend of the program, friend of our hearts, artist extraordinaire, Katie Gong. Hey! <laughs> good morning, Katie. Katie, I think uh, the two of us and Andrew St. James are coming up. We're coming up to hang out. Yeah, so. we can't wait. We're RSVPing, yes. We're free that weekend that you've <laughs> yet to invite us to, but we're all coming up that weekend. We can't wait. We're here for it. We will be there. You know, one of the best purchases I've made in the art world ever is a beautiful piece from Katie Gong. It sits as the centerpiece above our mantle at home. Five wooden knots. Absolutely gorgeous. Man, I got to tell you, I've had a Katie Gong piece for several years now, and it's still my favorite piece of art. I look at it every day with joy. Same. Same. I never look at it with anything other than a smile on my face. Yeah. Get yourself Katie Gong. Oh, gosh. Speaking of art pieces, uh, Tito uh, toots in. Hello and good morning to Tito. Says, in regards to the sculpture out on your Buena Island, is it still not open? My son and I rode our bikes out there four months ago and snuck in to see it, too. Luckily, if you want to see the working man versions of the Point to Infinity, it's installed next door at Moscone Center. So, some more artwork out here in the uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area. You love to see it. Absolutely. And can I talk to you about a, a wild piece of art? Piece of art you've seen a bunch of times, but maybe I know the story of. Talk to me. I want to pull from the archives here. The year 2016. Okay. The paper of record, the San Francisco Chronicle. And what I want to talk about is the AT&T Park, as it was called then, now Oracle Park, the Giants Glove. Oh. And the fact that it's missing a finger. Give me the story on this. So, are you familiar with the glove? I'm familiar with the glove. It sits out there in left field. It's a giant mitt. It's next to the Coca-Cola bottle. What do you notice about it? Uh, I noticed that it's huge. Okay. But that's really about it. It has four fingers. I never really noticed that before. Because the artist had never played baseball before, went to Berkeley board, uh, went to Berkeley's Urban Ore, uh-huh. saw the mitt, made the mitt in the image <laughs> of that. So, it's a baseball mitt from the 1920s. There's a little bit of random trivia the for you. The artist that we had make the mitt had never... It's from Holland. 
That's excellent. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so there's your fun fun bit of news for you. Oh, um, well, we should hop into a jam. I think our guests are going to be here just a minute. You know, there are other stories that are unfit for the air about that baseball glove, but uh, ask around, you know? <laughs> Something hidden in it. Something hidden in there. All right, we're going to pitch you with a little more Juan Wayne here in just a second here on Rollover Easy. Just because 
back? We are live. Live on the radio. Hey, Dan, I'm going to give you these. I'll give you some headphones. Yeah, there you I go. Know it's stressful, but... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Woo. Community radio. There's a lot going on. A okay. lot of wires in community radio. Do four people have microphones and coffee here? One, two. Uh, okay. Maybe I'm going to take the headphones away from you. Wow. <laughs> Let's all take a sip of coffee this together. Sounds, sounds about right. Do you think San Franciscans have their coffee? I think so. All right. Let's do it. This coffee is brought to you by Lady Falcon. <sighs> You're serving Lady Falcon now? Uh, the drip is Lady Falcon and the espresso is Ritual. Good Two morning, Two women-owned coffee brands in the city. Eileen and Buffy just running the coffee just game around two, town. Two pros. Yeah. Two bros? Pros. Pros. Yeah. Absolutely. Professionals. Yeah. Honestly, if you've met Buffy McGuire, she's kind of a bro. <laughs> she is. Pro. She'll fuck you up. Yeah? You are the second person that has come on this radio show and told us this. <laughs> she will fuck you up. I met her in Outside Lands at like 3 o'clock in the morning. She's fully tatted up, sitting outside her coffee truck. Who was the woman who owned Trouble Coffee? I oh. just ran into her. Uh, Anna, I think her name was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was I, that the one down it was off in, the... It was in Bayview, and then they also won like Deep in the Sunset. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, next to yeah. Outerlands. Yeah. Putting her and Buffy together in the same room. Put them on stage together for a panel. I'm here for it. I just ran into her at Flywheel. Yeah? And um, I, like, bowed down to her. I was like, you're my coffee goddess. Yeah. She's amazing. I was so sad when they closed. Yeah, me too. I used to go there for the hot surfers. <laughs> that there were, She would only hire hot, kind of mean surfer boys. Yeah. Men. I was just going for the Wow, toast, I'm doing great already. This yeah, is yeah. awesome. Welcome. Thanks just community radio. We're good. So we've got uh, our friend Manny and our new friend Daniel Lurie on the show talking about your uh, new initiative, the Civic Joy Fund. But Well, it's like nine months old. Okay. Well, you know, we've been busy. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, before we get into that, though, can we hit you with some hard-hitting breakfast questions? Hard-hitting yeah. journalism only here on the program. Yeah. I love yeah. hard-hitting things. Uh, so imagine, if you will, it's a beautiful morning. Much Birds like chirping, today. blue skies. Oh, so nice! You've got all your friends and family surrounding you, and there's nothing on the agenda. There's nothing to do except to go and get breakfast, and there's no lines anywhere in town. Where are you going? Plow. Plow. Nice. Great. Plow. Classic. Yeah. You get in the plow when you go to plow? I, I do, but I also, I don't know. Should I share this? I, I don't eat until noon. I'm on this new thing for nine months where really? breakfast starts at 12, but coffee all morning long. See, that's funny because this guy's delaying the coffee. Yeah, I'm, yeah delaying the coffee till about an hour after I wake up and then I do the coffee. Well, that's probably smart. You can't all I don't know. I haven't tried the, I've tried not to get jittery. I haven't tried the don't eat till noon, but you can still get the plot there at noon. I of hope. course, it go, they're open till two. You can put your name in and even after two... You're on the waiting list and you're sitting outside. They'll seat you till three. Plow pro tips over here on the yeah, radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the line like at noon? Because I'm always yeah, there really great. early. Yeah. On Saturday and Sunday, it can be a two-hour wait minimum. Yeah. Uh, and I think Mondays and Fridays, because people are still working from home on those days, mm-hmm. it's also packed. So Tuesday Because people Thursday. aren't actually working from home. They're actually at a plow. <laughs> WFP. See, my answer is a bit of a humble brag, which is that my ideal place, um, I still don't have to wait in the line because I think you probably know Rowan McNevin, Wooden Spoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got the inn and Wooden Spoon, oh, so I just walk in. in, and that's my favorite spot, so wow. I'd go there. That is a humble brag, right? Yeah. Is that the, the, the Woodside Yeah, same people. people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they started... 
it's fine. It did, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, community radio. Did, yeah. Didn't they also start that after he, like, won the Amazing Race or something like yes. that? Yes. Tyler won the Amazing Race. I actually recently watched the, like, final scene where he, like, crosses the finish line with BJ. Yeah, it's insane. BJ. BJ, I don't remember San his Francisco last... San Francisco guy? Yeah, with the beard and the hair and... Nice. Yeah. Did BJ go on to open competing breakfast establishment? No, I don't know. They're just <laughs> friends. Yeah. Well, and Tyler owns West of Pecos, half a block away, which Great is not chips. a breakfast place. Great yeah. chips. Yeah, they were our chip sponsor for the guac off for several years. What happened? Oh, you know, it, it cycles through. Taco Licious was, was, and then it, it wasn't, and now There wasn't a falling out? There's, There's no, no drama? No, no, no gossip? No. no Real Housewives of Valencia? I said, Tyler, no. if you are not giving chips this <laughs> Real year... Real Housewives of Valencia... <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need to I can see it on about. his shirt already. <laughs> okay. We said, Tyler, it's fine if you don't give a shift, but we really want you to be there. So clear your calendar. So. I am the, every year now, as a tradition, I'm, I emcee the um, mechanical bull at West of Pecos. Really? Yeah, it's very tradition. Why have I not been invited to this? You should. I took my <laughs> shirt off last time. Oh, uh, well. It was great. Now I'm starting to understand why. Bigger crowds. <laughs> Okay, you two. So talk to us about the Civic Joy Fund. How did it come about? Um, how did you two uh, get together on this? And uh, how's it going? Well, I'll talk about how we got together. Yeah. You uh, want to talk about how we got together? Yeah. <laughs> That's I great. Would, tell us the origin story. Yeah. Well, listen. It was I've a dark and stormy night at Powerhouse. And the, the fog machine was on. And everyone's no, Donna no, Summer came it, on. No, and no, all, no. everyone's tits were out. And then I looked no, across the room. And no, I saw this machine. man drooling in the corner. And I said, is that the Levi Strauss heir, Daniel oh Lurie, God. in the flesh? What's he doing at Powerhouse? Manny, can I tell you the story? First off, and the I said, fog our machine. Our city needs civic joy and your funds. <laughs> I'm turning over to Daniel. The fog machine was broken. And you could see me clearly right from the start, and you ran for me. I'll I, bring the I'm civic joy, and you bring the fun. <laughs> and the fun. Um, I did the light project with Mark Pincus and Joby Pritzker. We lit up 12 commercial corridors around San Francisco with lights to help bring ambiance and help with public safety. And honestly, it was just such a powerful project that I had so much fun doing that I thought, what are other things that... Uh, you could use private funds, bring businesses together, private citizens to help our city in a time of need. And um, I started kind of going around the city and talking to different folks about it and was raising some money. And uh, Daniel and I had lunch and he not only was excited about helping, you know, support the idea financially, but really wanted to get involved in making it happen. He, I don't want to speak for you, but was looking for his own ways to kind of uh, gather people together and, and help with the city's economic recovery. And I've known Daniel for a while now. Daniel was one of the first people that helped him and his wife, Becca, help get this place built. Um, and it's just someone that I've known and, and loved and respect, respected as a friend for, for a bit. So when we had lunch, there was a mind melding and he wanted to get involved. Listen, I've watched what Manny has built right here. You two are doing your show right here for a very good reason. Mm -hmm. it's, it's incredible what this man to my left has built how he's brought community together and it's all around action and not just talk uh, I, I pride myself on having built Tipping Point focused on raise, finding funding and getting money out the door to the very best poverty fighting organizations throughout the region and when you see people that are committed to the community that get stuff done um it was like a no-brainer for us to to work together and i 
we've all seen what's gone on with our city the last few years, and and uh, I wanted to do something positive, and he started talking to me about this idea, going beyond the lights, and a summer of music, and trash pickups, and getting companies involved in giving back, and it, it just sort of happened organically. I love it. It's been such a cool thing to see, to see the, the music all around town. I live off of Clement, and see folks playing outside of Fleetwood all the time. I think a word you both used in this was action. Like, what are some of the actionable things that have come from this project that um, have really resonated? Well, um, we've actually seen uh, during the summer of music, uh, we, we surveyed some of the businesses, and they did see between about up to a 24% increase in sales uh, when the summer of music was happening. So for summer of music, it was joy. It was, you know, giving money to musicians. We will have paid over a thousand musicians to play on the streets. But it was also to actually help businesses make money because they need money to stay open. Um, with Paint the City, it's, you know, the impact is to also help commercial corridors. We're trying to turn uh, graffiti pieces of public property into uh, joyful pieces of public art. Um, with Clean Up the City, it's thousands of bags of trash. Over 10 trash pickups every weekend, bringing together hundreds, three, 400 people every single weekend in San Francisco to pick up trash. So very numerical, it's pieces of trash off the yeah. street. Um, and, there's, and there's many more. And it's such a, such a tangible thing as well we talk about this. Picking up trash in our communities is a great way to give back, and it, it makes an instant impact. This isn't something that we realize months or years down the road. It's something you realize in that moment. You talk a lot about bringing community together, paying small businesses. It feels like this is stretching out in a lot of different directions, even in the arts. What are some of the other areas or some of the other ways that this impacts San Franciscans? These projects? Yeah. Yeah, these all sound like wonderful ways that, again, strengthening community, strengthening the arts, strengthening small businesses. You're putting, you're taking money and you're keeping it in communities and giving them to merchants. These all sound like wonderful areas. Or are there any areas that you're looking to expand into? Or uh, yes, we are um, going to be soon revealing a new project that is uh, taking what we're doing and funding a bunch of performers around the city. Uh, is Alex here? Okay. Well, I can say it here. Yeah. So it hasn't. We haven't announced it yet. And I don't even think you know about it. But um, we're gonna be. We're working with Juanita Moore, Honey Mahogany, and Darcy Drollinger to pay over a hundred drag queens to perform on street corners all over San Francisco on the first weekend of December, and we're calling it San Francisco's a Drag. Uh, and so the idea is, it's just like carpeting the city with drag queens, a way to actually pay our drag performers to be able to stay in the city and take some of what San Francisco does probably better than any other city in America and bring it to the masses. The second thing I'll, I'll say about like what this is doing, and then I'll, I'll let um, my slightly less attractive co-founder to answer um, after me, which is fine because you're a lot older, so it's only to One be expected. One of the things we don't talk about enough with the Civic Joy Fund is your guys' bromance. Like yeah, this I, is fantastic. <laughs> Wait, I mean, but ending. look at her. It's ending very quickly. Oh, so, yeah. was it we the keep talking about how old I am and how immature but you, look you good, are. You look good for your age. You really do. <laughs> and you do, too. How well, that's not surprising. Well, given that I'm like, what, 30 years younger than you? Oh, my. <laughs> I'm kidding. Am I kidding? I don't no, know. No, I don't think so. Okay. It's starting to hurt right here. About right there. Okay, so the... Um, <laughs> I'm glad we're not on TV. I know, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can I? I'll, yeah, I'll why don't you answer? I was going to answer, but then I forgot what I was going to say. Everyone's always <clears throat> saying, 
you know, a lot of people are complaining, right? They like to complain, which is sure. what is so great about your show. It's like, you don't like all to complain? the positive vibes. You're not a complainer? Yeah, good vibes I'm, only. I'm Jewish, so I complain. Uh, <laughs> but you, you got to give people tangible ways that they can get involved, that they mm-hmm. can get engaged. And so these trash pickups, uh, these corporations that are adopting blocks, you know, Levi's was out. Um, uh, in the t- in the tenderloin outside the Phoenix Hotel, uh, cleaning up a block, uh, power washing, painting over graffiti, and the employees felt like okay, there is something I can do. Or if you're picking up trash with your kids on a weekend, you're showing them, hey, not all is lost, and you can do something about it. And that's what the Civic Joy Fund's about. It's about getting involved. It's about being positive. It's about supporting our small businesses. Manny spoke to it beautifully about the increase in in, in sales. When you got people playing music on all, we got eight corridors this weekend coming up, and you know that's been extended because it's gone so well. So it's it's just fun to walk through the city when you're seeing everybody engaged. Absolutely, we heard so much about the doom loop, and we call it hope loping. When you go, you get out there and you just you make a make a positive change in your community. Go spend some dollars, give it to the arts, uh, and otherwise engage. What does loping mean? It's kind of like just kind of goofing around, walking around. Is that I've never heard action that. word? I forget. Someone yeah, yeah, said yeah. like you shouldn't do hope loop. You should do hope lope. Hope lope. It's more action. Hope is it a word that you've made up? Or? No, it's a real word. Oh, I might have. I'll, I don't. I'll I think I could have made it up. No, I trust you implicitly. But I, I think don't I said know. it pre-coffee one time and meant to say hope loop. But no, lope. no, this is a real word. I We're just no. I would never want to question you free Except coffee you I just I've had did. I've been up for a long time so this is how do you take your coffee oat milk no sugar there it is okay yeah. all right um, at, at Manny's <laughs> how, naturally so you said this initiative is nine months old now I said that what um of all the things you've done you've got like a, a, a good amount of things on <laughs> well, your you were looking now. at him I don't know <laughs> you, what? I Actually, love this. We, we we started about nine months ago. We got things going in about April, May. Okay. okay. Um, so so we've had actions happening awesome. for five six months yep. now. Yep. What have been some of your favorites? What are the things that have really stood out? The neighborhoods you've gone to, like wh- when you think about this program, and when you think about this program in the future, what are the things that you'll remember? M- Manny's heard me say this before, but honestly. For me, it hit home uh, with my friend Jen, who did a birth. Her, she celebrated her late 40s birthday with her kids, and about 50 of us were out in Bayview. And, you know, I was out with my son. He was picking up the trash. I had the bag in hand. And we just walked up and down third for an hour, hour and a half. And then we went to all good pizza. Uh, and you know it was a free meal for all the volunteers mm-hmm. and I was like this is pretty cool and the pizza is really good there it's really good it doesn't hurt yeah I was in Union Square yesterday with an artist um, Brit the the lady Hinzy that's her artist name and it was just so cool seeing like this ugly ass green utility box turned into this like beautiful piece of art uh, and she was talking about how friendly all the tourists were and how people were coming up to her and uh, were so thankful that she was painting it. And it just, I started looking around and I'm like, what else can we make beautiful? You know what I mean? And so I, that was that was a moment that really hit home yesterday, like sitting in Union Square, which was like kind of empty and um, being like, wow, we turned this into something beautiful. Like, I don't know. It was an idea that I had. I brought in noise pot, sorry, paint the void, you know, 
massaged the idea with Daniel and helped, and he helped me. Yeah, there you go. Um, raised some money, worked, got some artists, and now beautiful things are happening around the city, and that's cool. Absolutely, I love it. You got an idea, and you're moving forward with it. Yeah, life is short. What's, what's a big? No, I was just going to say the New York Times wrote an article. Um, I think it's Thomas Fuller as he left his position, and he interviewed somebody, and he and the, this I think he's an artist said art is going to save San Francisco. Absolutely, and Believers. it's all you yeah. know. It's always been our creatives, and so this idea that Manny had and and Paint the Boyd ha, has has uh, put in place is exactly what this city needs. Love it. Our wild idea is give the artists a thousand day head start downtown. Just give spots over to artists and say no just permits, no nothing. Yeah, just yeah. Go. We'll check on you in three years. Have a great time. I'm uh, very pro no permits. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. We'll get there. Uh, what's a big, crazy, audacious idea that you have that might not be feasible or realistic for whatever reason, but you look at it and you go, that would be incredible. You're going to say the up. idea that I said? Go, we should, let's see it at the same time and see if it's the same idea. One, Market two, Street. three. Oh, one, two, three. Yeah, turn oh. it, I want to turn Market Street into a promenade. Oh, that's oh. a great idea. Take the, take the lanes that are devoted to car traffic and make it like the High Line landscape it music activations art theater and actually turn it into a market you know like actually have it the center of the street be a market obviously have lanes for public transportation but um, we can either bring cars back to market street uh, or turn those lanes into something else but just leaving them empty is i think dumb manny brought this idea up a couple months ago and i, I keep asking people what is going on on that street it, i mean it doesn't feel that safe for bikers. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem that easy on public transportation. Cars are not really allowed to go down them. Uh, you know, ride shares aren't allowed to go down it. We've kind of lost our way on Market Street. And so we have to rethink that and reimagine it. And so some sort of promenade. It is the most beautiful street in our city, or it, mm -hmm. or it could it be. It should be. And it should yeah, be. Yeah. Totally. That's uh, a wonderful idea. We, for a long while, have been calling, um, affectionately, referring to Jeff Tumlin as Taxi Daddy, uh, because on Market Street, we prioritize the taxis getting down there above the promenade, above anything else. We've got, I think Market Street's like 120 feet wide, and we give a whole bunch of it over to taxis. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, because I've been having conversations about the Market Street promenade idea over the last like month or two after I gave a little speechy speech. Uh, at an MTA and most people are like cool like you sh yeah. we should do this and so it's really just about utzing and organizing convening funding but hopefully we'll have some news on that front soon I don't know if that'll be a civic joy fund thing um, I mean substantial private money should be raised and I actually think that like turning Market Street into a promenade sh as a pilot should be a private endeavor I don't think we should have the city figure out what to do with it because Honestly, like the city is like crushed under its own bureaucracy a lot of the time. And if you look at some of um, the public-private partnerships, like with JFK Promenade, like I think sometimes you want to bring in folks that don't have to worry about, you know, pissing off their boss or getting the right permit or whatever um, to really think outside the box and do some different things. Um, to that end, Daniel, no shade, but a little bit of done, shade. You've done like so much good through Tipping Point. You're mentioning it earlier, like. Mm -hmm. What is that kind of role for these private organizations to do civic goods? I feel like you've really been on the forefront of a lot of that stuff. Well, listen, I think what you see when 
Dreamforce comes. You know, it's a private company doing a conference, which is so beneficial to our city. And they're able to make things happen that aren't happening on a daily basis in this city. I mean, there was a lot of talk about that last week. And I think companies and businesses and business leaders are starting to get more involved and in understanding that uh, we need everybody uh, to turn this city around. Um, and, you know, whether it's through, you know, sports, whether it's through our conventions, whether it's through our business leadership, whether it's through our nonprofits, um, there's a lot of good ideas out there, but we need everybody involved. And I think that's what's been exciting about uh, the Civic Joy Fund. We, we got Visa involved, we got Gap involved, we got Levi's, we got uh, Jack Dorsey um, involved. And so we got people who are invested in this city and you gotta give them hope. And I think Civic Joy has done just that. Absolutely. Love it. Big ideas as well as like pick up trash in your neighborhood. Yeah. It's so tangible. It's fantastic. Runs the game. Big and small. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Speaking of hope, uh, Hope Lope, I wanted to find Lope for you. I've looked it up. (laughs) Lope is a long bounding stride. So yeah. Hope Lopin. Take a long bounding stride. I did not know that. That is, I'm so glad I know that now. We're here to educate. I love a lope. Yeah. I want to elope. (laughs) I like a cantaloupe. Hope Lope. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Give it to small businesses. Hope lope around, spend some dollars, pick up some trash. I want to get. I want to. I want to get rid of all the graffiti on our streets. Like I'm looking oh, across the street at my my friend over there, and I'm like, it's just, it really messes me up when yeah. I see all of it. And I, I walked uh, down like five blocks of Valencia yesterday. I know you didn't ask me this question, but, and I talked to a lot of the business owners, and there's just there is like a lack of a hope lope right now and graffiti is a part of it like it just feels like unending and uh you talked about like the weight of bureaucracy and i always think of the graffiti as like a really good barometer of that because for a number of years dpw was like really firm like if you have graffiti you're gonna have to get rid of it or we're gonna make you do it and now it's just like ah whatever we've let this go to the artists and if you want to call graffiti art which i do um, it's a, is the, do you is that but not on a private business not, no, that not, didn't ask for it? Not right? like yeah. that. Like um, if you go down Clement, you guys have done some great lighting on Clement. There's a couple of walls that are like art walls. Great, on yeah. yeah. That, but like would those, you do paint the you void know, on this building. That you, the, there are a bunch of it? senior Asian women that work in that check cash business, and I've gone in there and talked to them, and they can't even see outside the windows of their own job yeah. because it's so covered in acid etched graffiti. Is that fair to them? Do they no, do they deserve? No. Is that art for them? They're just trying to do their job, and they're like. Dark, it's dark in there because they can't even see. Now, the owner of that building, they've spent so much money trying to cover it up and fix it, and they don't make a lot of money, and so they've, they, the owner has kind of given up. Um, but the city needs to help that owner. The owner needs to do stuff. The police need to stop people from doing that. Like, it's messed up. I don't like it. A lot of tenants to this problem. No simple solution, it seems like. Yeah. Um, moving away from graffiti for sorry, a second. Sorry, sorry. No, it's, it's that right. is it's, not civic it's joy. What we see. It's, it's what right we see in front, right of in front of us. Yeah. 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 Um, as you've kind of gotten a, a bit of the civic joy fun under your belt, do you see like future phases of this in the years to come? Like, what does civic joy fun look like if it is um, still going a couple years from now? I, we talked about this yesterday. We did. And and I what did we say? Gonna, we said we're going to take a step back in October. I mean. There's a couple other things happening the rest of the year. Yeah. 
this was never meant to be some new organization that would be stood up for years and years. It was meant to get action going now in the city during this moment that really required um, everybody to step up. And so let's reevaluate. Let's see what worked. Let's see what didn't. And uh, and then I think we 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 go from there. But yep. I know Manny and you got Caleb and Alex here who have basically stood up a whole new organization and it's a lot and and uh, Manny has actually another job or two or three and Four so we got to figure out how we sustain it if yeah. we want to sustain it yeah yeah it is really amazing what you all have stood up in just a couple of months um, and to see it so clearly out on the streets love the yeah. practice of iteration being, too yeah being single helps <laughs> it's good it's good I mean, are you single are you with a bromance? Yeah, I'm single. Yeah. No, I'm single, yeah. Wait, oh. what, what happened to us? Oh. <laughs> I got to go. That's a good place to end this yeah. interview. Thank yeah. you. Uh, all right, well, you guys got to get going. You have more civic joy ahead of you for the day. Um, thanks for stopping by. You're welcome. Uh, thanks thank for being for here always. Thank you for having us. All right, we're going to hop into a song for the decade from Sol Drew, BRB San Francisco. and welcome to the second Songs for the Decade. I'm Sul Drew. In honor of 10 years of BF... It's been on the air, one per week or so, from 2013 to 2023. Like a starting side in soccer, this one goes to 11. This week, we bring you a selection from 2014, Inside Out by Spoon, off their critically acclaimed record, They Want My Soul. In 2014 in San Francisco, Ed Lee was mayor, the Giants were on the way to winning their third World Series in five years, and toast still cost a seemingly colossal $4 at the mill. It was a simpler time. Austin Rocker's Spoon recorded They Want My Soul there and also in LA, New York, and Portland, and, as you would expect, played Inside Out along with other hits at South by Southwest the following year, supporting their release with a vinyl gratification initiative in which buyers got 45s along with the LP when buying from indie record stores. Later, when Spoon released a Greatest Hits album in 2019, Billboard admitted that, despite never making the Hot 100, led by Daniel's raspy screams, backed up by a hard-hitting piano riff here and a driving guitar line there, it's no wonder why some critics have lauded them as America's best rock band. I first learned of Spoon and this album listening to Gigi and Adam's For the Record podcast, episode 6. At the time, I was still listening to podcasts on an iPhone on those long Caltrain rides, but soon, For the Record would be my gateway drug to BFF.FM. You can hear their latest episode next week. I bought They Want My Soul on vinyl and put it into heavy rotation on my iPhone and was able to see them at the Fillmore a few years later. They were, indeed, hard-hitting. 
Billy Hamilton wrote for Under the Radar that, essentially, this is Spoon as Spoon has always been. Maybe he meant it as a critique, but I don't see it that way. Every song on They Want My Soul was an instant classic, one that's gotten better with age. Time's gone inside out. Time gets distorted with this intense gravity. Hasn't it, though, with the pandemic and the many other crises facing San Francisco and the world?